Welcome to the Bridge of Two Podcast. Hello there, hello there, hello there. Oh, crap, I'm not ready. You said you were ready. <laughs> Restart it. I am ready. Okay. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there, hello there. General Kenobi. Welcome to the Bridge of Two podcast, where we bridge the sci-fi and fantasy realms we love into a nerd cast of epic proportions. Hello there. <laughs> How's it going? Going great. As I'm sure everybody can tell, we're, uh, we're all very excited for, for Obi-Wan. The Star Wars is flowing through our veins. It is very much flowing. Through our veins. It's been flowing in my veins for for a few few months now, leading up to veins the show. But are brimming. They are. They're about to Star explode. Wars. Yeah. Too much potassium. And from the overflow comes this podcast. Yes. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. sorry. Hello there. <laughs> Hello um, there. <laughs> our format that we do usually. The name of this episode is the main topic. Whatever the name ends up being, some Star Wars quote or something, uh, that's what the main topic's about. But we like to open up, talk about uh, sci-fi fantasy, things we've dipped our toes or sometimes whole bodies in. Oh my. <laughs> the past week or two. And, uh, like C-3PO going into that oil bath. <laughs> Uh, and oh, so, it feels so good. <laughs> Wait, what is that from? <laughs> I does he says something? Doesn't C three PO say like when he's about to go into the oil bath in episode four, the very beginning of episode four with Luke? When does he get in an oil bath? You, I can't. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. What? Or maybe I blocked out C three PO bathing. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets dipped. It's right. It's right when uh, Luke finds um the message from Leia. Oh, okay. In R two D two. Well, anyway, <laughs> so this is the reason we have this format, so we can have a little bit of, let ourselves get all, get all over the place. Yeah, a little bit of fun before the seriousness. And, um, Why so yeah, serious. talk about what we've been up to, and then we do a drink break, and we drink something we've never tried before. Today we're going to do a Star Wars cocktail that I found. It sounds and we're going to make it, and then we're going to drink it. Yes, we are. We are going to enjoy it. Uh, maybe. Hopefully. See, better than I've never the made hard, it. I've never mixed a drink before. It'll so. probably be better than the hard kombucha that we had. Probably. If there's any justice in the world. So, what have you been up to, my old friend? Oh man. Obviously watching Kenobi. We'll talk about that. Mm. Um Gosh, what have I been up to? Nothing. I've been up to nothing. My life has been full of school and it's awful. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just a busy man right now. School full. A lot of a lot of work and then clinicals. My clinicals are at work, so back to work. So uh back to work again. I've read like another chapter in the clone commando series. Nice. So we're really moving along. Chugging along. Uh-huh. Um to a chapter in like three weeks. Um I did get that game V Rising, I don't know if you heard of it. V Rising? Yeah, so it's like a action RPG uh, builder game, kind of. You're a vampire, and you 
Okay. So far, so good. <laughs> yeah, it's always good when you start off with a does the, vampire. Please tell me the game starts with a vampire rising out of a coffin. It does. That is you, And you have to do it. You have to press space to rise out of that coffin. Man. <laughs> I nailed it. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> like, well, I don't think I'd be right. Um, but the, the, uh, I, I'm very, very, very much in the very beginning because I have not been able to play at all, even though I've owned it for like two weeks You've now. You've only risen. You have done nothing else. Um, I played. A li- I actually played a little bit today. Um, so I rose out my coffin. Have you, you fed? You can feed on animals, yeah. You can you can feed on animals and different like creatures and, and people. Um, I was waiting for you to get to the people. Um so far, it's been more monsters than people, but mm. but I get the point of the game is, I guess, to just su- survive. I don't know. It's a PvP game, so it's like you have servers and there's different. Everyone's got a vampire, and it's and like you build a castle, like you build your own castle, Good. and you continue to do that, and you you know progress from that. And you craft a different weapons. Like you start off with crafting a bone sword out of bones, and you can go to like copper and get cool weapons and you just go around and you fight different things and it's fun it's fun so far it's definitely like a crafting game so you have to like cut down trees to get wood and like mm-hmm. destroy stones to get stones and all that are you weak to garlic no but there is when it's daytime if you're not in the shadow you get burned and you lose a lot of hp very fast hmm. and i think something about silver makes you not be able to heal i think i dealt with that today on accident I had silver in my pack Oh, really? and it was letting I wasn't healing, and then I dropped it and it let me heal. So I'm assuming that that has something. Drop the silver. Yeah. So, but it's fun. It's it's just a fun little, little action RPG game. Interesting. I'll have to look it it's up. It's made by it's made by the same people who made I don't know if you've ever heard of it called Battle Right. That's more nope. of a, a MOBA. My my brother was super into Battle Right. Apparently. Okay. Is that how you found out about this game? So I found out through Josh because Josh was super excited. Shout out to you. And it's something that like I'm on his server, so we could be able to play together. I think he's actually making a character tonight. On there to play. Nice. What's the character um, name? I don't know. Probably Atrioc. Atrioc is his name for everything. That's a, I'm good, surprised that's a good vampire I, name. I'm surprised actually. he's not. A, that's not his DJ name because that's a really cool name. Atrioc. Shout out to Atrioc. Shout out to Jew Atrioc. Just writes right, rolls right off the tongue. We can actually say that's right. We can say shout out to Jew again. He's a, he's yeah, a Jew, Jew lives. Jew lives. Hashtag Jew lives. That'll forever. We're gonna post that on the Instagram without telling him. Hashtag Julius. He told us to tag him in this episode. You need to tag him with hashtag hashtag Julius and under the under and one of the the hashtags and be hashtag Julius and see if he notices it. I will. Um, he'll know once like thirty times. Yeah, he'll know once we post this episode too for certain. So, well, um, I mean, his handle on Instagram is Julius. So, um, so but that's been fun. I like I said, I played. I've like played like three hours max of it in the past like three two weeks. I think it got two weeks ago. Okay. Um, and I was on a completely different server when I first played with Josh, and then I started his friend started a new server today, so we j- I jumped on that. Or he started a new server, and I jumped on it today. Does sucking certain creatures' blood give you different abilities? It it does to an extent. See, I, it gives you it gets you str- <laughs> it gets you stronger. With apparently was harvested from my brain. Like if you suck the blood of a brute type character, yeah. you get like strength. strength or something like that. If you of speedy type like a deer you get speed boost and like how and it, but also you have to deal with like having a certain amount of blood and if you lose that blood you start losing hp and then you know and like okay. when you leave the game it's good you gotta you sh- it's best to go into your coffin and lay in your coffin that's in your castle and okay and you progressively make your castle better then you get like a wood shop and yeah. a smithy and all that good stuff so <laughs> i'm just smiling because i just had a head cannon about how this game was made <laughs> what was your head I think I think this game was made by them like they just randomly generated a name for the game and then they just asked someone 
So what what game do you think we're making? <laughs> it's called V Rising. And so, uh, it's about a vampire and does it rise out of the coffin at the beginning of the game? Yes. Yes, good, it does, good, actually. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Write that down. Write that down. And then it's like, yeah, and so what do you think would happen? What, what else do you think would be in the game? Uh, do you, like, get abilities if you suck things blood, like certain things blood? Yes, actually. Uh, that's very good. Write it down. <laughs> anyway, though, it's fun. Yeah. There is PvP Sorry. in it, so you can fight other vampires, I guess. I haven't gotten there, obviously. but Good. Something you can do co-op, so there's PVE team fight, fight different fight different bo- bosses and stuff, which is fun. Steal and when you when you fight a boss, you can actually suck their blood to steal an actual ability. So like you get different magical ability type things. Okay. So like I got a, I fought a boss before you came over, and I when I sucked her blood. Uh oh. Um, I got an ability. Well. It was like an ice ice bat ability. So I could throw like an ice bat. Okay, ice bat. Yeah. A she was she bat. was she was a frost a frost archer and I guess for some reason killing her I get an ice bat I don't know. Does the bat explode whenever it hits? It does. Them? So it's like. It are you sure you've never played a bat this game? Bat dies every, di- every time. <laughs> Have you played this game, Josh? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think the my consciousness is running the game. It might be. Very pretty strange. Um, uh, what about? Can you go to other? Whenever you go to fight other vampires, you go to their castle. Mm-hmm. Nice. I think you can destroy their castle. Is partly. I think it depends on the PvP. Like, there's different modes, like PVE, PvP, and then there's like hardcore PvP. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even know what type of server I'm on. To be honest with you, Josh just gave me the code and I joined it. Nice. Um. So that's been fun. Cool. For the for the little I've played. Other than that, I mean, Diablo Immortal came out on the phone. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know the Diablo games, but I I know of them. I never played any of them. It's pretty fun. It seems extremely like spend money to get anything mm-hmm. cool or win and it's just a major Micro, ca- it's a major cast except, except it's like super expensive like one cosmetic thing costs like 15 bucks and it's like that's oh. just it doesn't make sense to me but it's fun i mean i've just i it's just game you know, i just sit down throw on for like five minutes i'm in the truck before i get a call eventually so yeah um so that's been fun but yeah that not much i'm trying to draw again i've been been really slacking so i sat down and drew a little bit today what'd you draw Still working on a Star Wars character that I was drawing a while back. The Mandalorian? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Um, nah, a SWOTOR character. Okay. I cannot remember his name to save my life. Uh, Arcan. So yeah, that's, that's, that's been my week. Not much this time around. I'm just busy. But you j- just wait. Just wait. August comes around. That's all she well, wrote. Well, you did what you did what we needed you to. You watched Kenobi. And that's yes, and that was all that amazing. And I will continue to do that every time I can. <clears throat> awesome. What have you been up to? Uh, I, my kids and I watched the second Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Good. And uh, in some ways, it's better than the first one. In other ways, it's got some more like a little bit of holes in some of the logic of some of the things that happen. But it's so it's over a the live top. action Sonic movie. I yeah. feel like there's a lot of plot holes <laughs> or holes. It's so over the top, though. The humor and Jim Carrey is so amazing. He's he's the Doctor Robotnik. He's mm-hmm. the main bad guy, and he is so hilarious. And and everybody's uh, performances. I don't know. Just something about their the it being over the top. It you just, you kind of go with it. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's it's funny. The kids love it. 
it's, I have. It's more fun for them because there's like multiple fast character. You know, like there's tails and knuckles in it. Gotta go fast, Santa, Santa, Santa. Santa. I have actually never seen the first one. The first one's actually pretty good. I think they did a really good job of adapting. One thing that's cool about it is to see the the way they incorporate the game mechanics into the story, like the rings and yeah. um, the different abilities they get and things like that. So that's that's been that's interesting because it it doesn't feel as like shoehorned in. Like it's kind of like oh that make like oh like you see like something happens that's like a game mechanic thing, and you realize it after the fact. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. like oh they're doing that because it's Sonic. It's like the thing happens. And you're like oh wait that's just like in Sonic. Whenever mm-hmm. uh, Knuckles is like the the every every um, level starts with Knuckles flying uh or maybe it's the first level in Green the the Green Hill Zone one in the first like original Sonic where. Uh, Sonic is is on top of a by by wing plane, and Knuckles is fly, Knuckles uh, Tails is flying it, mm-hmm. and then he jumps off of it. There's like a part in the second movie where uh, Sonic is on the top of the plane, this plane that Tails is flying, and you don't question why Tails has a plane because he's Tails and he flies a plane in the game. You're like, of course he has a, a plane, <laughs> but you're like. You're like, oh, he's flying a plane. They're like, wait a second, that's in the game. You know. Anyway, I hadn't. So I, fun. I had not had any desire to see it until, oddly enough, my brother, shout out Jiwoo, texted me the other day and he's just like, "Have you seen the Sonic movie?" And I was like, and "I was like, dude, it's really good." Yes, <laughs> I was first, like, really? I, I, the first Sonic movie is really funny. The second one is funny. Is 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 funny. It has a better, more epic kind of story hmm. to it. Um, what about that new Sonic game? You you seen anything on that yet? There's a new Sonic game coming out for the Switch. It's like um, open world Sonic. Oh, no, I haven't. Um, we did buy, because of that, we went on the Switch and bought Sonic Mania, which is... Oh, nice. The, is like, the OG ones, right? It has the OG ones, but I think it has some... They have some like new different modes, new modes and stuff in it, and um, it, it's just fun to play play uh, play Sonic, and just really takes me back, and the kids were watching it, watching me, and they, they've been playing it, because um, you can kind of do co-op mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. it. And so it's funny to hear them like freaking out, like, uh, be, you know, Jack is usually Tails. He likes Tails, and Ellie's Sonic. That's cool to, so. to have your kids playing those older games too, though. Yeah, because it's they're not graphically amazing, and they're not right. like they're hard though. Yeah, they're very hard games. They're hard, but it's cool to have your, that your kids are playing them and, yeah. and enjoying them too. And they're not like these games aren't these games don't look amazing. Why are right. playing them? You know. Yeah, that's one cool thing about the Switch is that the Switch isn't all about graphics graphics mm-hmm. you know it, they have games that have good graphics but they have a lot of games that are just good good games good games that are more independent but yeah so anyway that's been fun to play that game and get good. into that little thing with them besides that and watching kenobi did you see um, real quick did you see the tweet or the, the the thing going around where like i guess someone that was talking to hayden and obi yeah. or and Owen said like I had a crush on Maul, and they both have like crazy faces. Like, and like, then, oh, and yeah. Sam Whitaker tweeted out yelling, uh, "Oh crap, what?" He tweeted out like Kenobi or something like that. Or, yeah, or, or he, or, he, he, he kind of uh, taunted them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is great. Sam Whitaker is such a great human being. Yeah, I love great. that man. Oh, I did start Alloy of Law, the uh, oh, second Mistborn era series. I need to reread those. And um, definitely into it very interesting the prologue was uh very intriguing and disturbing the way they use their magic is really cool too 
yeah I, I, it was really really cool um the 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 way they talk about different bullets are laced with different metals and yeah you know, and oh and he, he he like keeps this like steel push bubble kind of up mm-hmm. to kind of like deflect bullets enough but i also like it's not like stay. impenetrable right right and you have to if you if you're gonna like if you're gonna do anything to a bullet, you gotta do it before they pull the trigger. By the by, the point in time you because there's there's Cause it's like, so it still moves so fast. so fast, yeah. yeah. Which unfortunate how the prologue ends because of that fact, that reality. It's been so long. I think I know what you're talking. Someone about. Someone dies. Yeah. Well, I mean, prologue. it's it's a Sanderson. Book. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to read those because the last book in that that series, that Mistborn Era Two. The Wax and Wayne series is coming out in November, and they're going to have a release, con- like party conference, little mini con. Dragon Steel is in uh, Utah, and I'm going to try to go. Oh yeah, I think I might try and do that too. The tickets go on sale July 11th. Yeah, that would be fun. Hopefully, so like the goal would be to have them to be have the three books read before the going to that. That way, if there's any kind of Spoiler readings or anything yeah. I, I don't have to like i'm sure abstain. you can do it they're not hard books they're very short yeah yeah they get no, progressively longer i was actually surprised how how short the first audiobook is it's like yeah 10 hours or something yeah it's they're pretty short um i i'm guessing they probably get longer though they do they get a little bit longer throughout but i think all of them are still shorter than the first Ms. the book. last book is going to be like a mega uh book though because brandon's like, had too much time to write obviously yeah so. he apparently like expanded some characters big time and oh. stuff so it's gonna that, be like a oh there song. that's right there's a little bit of a cliffhanger too at the end of book three that i'm remembering exciting so, can't wait i'm gonna reread so those here soon too yeah um besides that i am in the thick of writing for mithril mm. i can say the name officially um, said the name on the podcast mithril let me pull up my my brand guidelines um. Uh, so Mithril is a serialized reading app for sci-fi and fantasy. So there are stories on Mithril that are uh, sci-fi and fantasy that people can are, are publishing, and they are um, serialized. So if you found a story on there, you would read the the free episodes. If you're kind of hooked and you want to see the, what's next, you'll get to a certain episode and then you'll need to, you know, pay um, to to read it. And there's a really cool thing they do called lore cards that I'm really excited to see because they actually will uh, take an element of the story, like maybe the main character, the villain, and they'll make do some art of that. And then they'll do like a blurb about that so you can get a little more lore mm-hmm. without you know having just a block of exposition in the story you can come over here and say i want to know actually like what's the backstory of rowan you know or, or whatever Ooh, and um, that, that's a name yeah so <laughs> so you can um so you'll have these little these little things next to the story as you're reading it called lore cards that you can punch on when you get to that point in the story and be like oh that's who that is oh <laughs> It's been fun. It's been fun to get back into like kind of a little bit of world building because I'm putting it in a part of the world 
that is a little more obscure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm taking it. I was originally going to take it in a same a similar area that the second book in my series that I'm working on is going to take place in. But I was like, uh, it might be too hard to kind of like make sure certain characters don't cross the paths again and um, remember that these characters have already been here before and in the book. And so anyway, I'm I'm just excited about the world building, creating some new. Uh, little cultures and creatures and um, a new kind of storyline and actually getting to pick up where the story left off with our main character going after um, his traitorous friend. So I'm excited to read so, him. I know, yeah, definitely send me so I can take a yeah, look at him. And... I will. But yeah, so be looking for that. Um, definitely be looking for that. And go ahead and give the the so, app a download so. too, just to shout them out. I mean, looks yeah. like there's some, uh, you know, looking at it even now, it looks like there's some pretty cool looking sci-fi fantasy stuff on there. Um, and these oh, are yeah, people definitely. that are obviously probably not like major published, like like uh, published authors or anything like that. So right. you know, it's gonna be something new. So that is that is me. That's what I got. That's what I'm doing. Sweet. Yep. Well, that's awesome. I'm excited for that. Yep. Everybody, check out Mithril and check. Be on the lookout for uh, JL Allred. Yep. I'll reveal the title at some point in the future. Anything else before we go make our drinks, our cocktails? I think that's about it. All we'll, right. We'll, uh, we'll be back with uh, some, some cocktails and uh, some Kenobi. Hello there. Kenobi. See you in a bit. See ya. We are back live from the nether region of the force. Whoa. <laughs> I think that's what Yoda says. <laughs> the nether world. <laughs> Is nether world better than nether region? No, we're back from Mortis, man. Like this, the spiritual crap from Clone Wars. Have you seen that those episodes? Uh, yeah, I've seen Mortis. episodes talking about those episodes. So you haven't seen those episodes, though? Not start to finish, no. But I've seen... Those are good episodes. You should check them out. Okay. Gosh. How dare you? That's not why we're here. <laughs> why are we here? We are here because a Jedi loved the light side so much that he <laughs> didn't <laughs> stop doing his duty. He did, though. No, he was still watching Luke. Yeah, we stopped being a Jedi. He was preparing to train him. Well, he wasn't preparing, but he was he was planning on it, apparently. When the time comes, the boy must be trained. Leaving little little toys to influence him to want to be a pilot like his father before him. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, so we drank uh, oh. a, a dark side inspired themed cocktail. Cocktail, and it was delicious. Had black sugar around the rim, the color red. Obviously, that's dark side right there. Alcoholic, so that's dark side. Sugar and alcohol. Question is. When you drink alcohol, does your dark side come out or your light side? That's a real question. That's how you know. I am a very happy drinker, so my light side comes out. Aw. <laughs> true true believer. Josh throws things, so he's the, he's the dark side. 
Oh, really? No, no I'm talking about you. <laughs> I throw things? I'm just joking. <laughs> hmm, now I will. Hello there. Throw it back. Woo! So, yeah. What did you think of the drink? What was in it? Sprite. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong, Sprite. Pomegranate, grenadine, uh, tequila, and brandy. That sounds good. And we couldn't get the red. There was supposed to be pomegranate liquor in it. Didn't have that at the liquor store. That probably would have given it more red. But mm. uh, thankfully, whew, Jeremiah had some red food coloring, so we were able to get that that nice red, that yeah. deep crimson. To really complete the aesthetic of the drink. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. And um, I feel the anger flowing through me. So I definitely good job. I definitely feel the anger flowing through me after our uh, our cocktail shaker decided it didn't want to work as a cocktail shaker. Oh yeah, <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> well, that's where you messed up. You're on notice. Well, I mean, Publix <laughs> didn't have them. Really? Well, we like looked Amazon. On, we looked on Publix. Um, yeah, Amazon would have, but this was all coming together yesterday. And my, you know, like as far as what stuff I needed to get. That's fair. And um, <clears throat> you know, Walmart had them. But they had like one, like one kind. It wasn't like there was a lot of options. And and the ones they had were not even fully. Apparently, this one wasn't must not. I don't, I wonder if there's a piece missing from this one because that would have like sealed it or something. I just think it. I think it bent. I think I think I noticed on the on the lid it bent in, and so it wasn't getting enough complete oh. seal. I don't know how it happened or why it happened, but it okay. Did. Well, because yeah, when we put it together, it started shaking. It started leaking everywhere. We got dark side all over me. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> anyway, um, but it was, that was fun. It's fun dip, dipping the glass in the black sugar. It was. Very, I enjoyed it. It was very. Um, I it was very good. I definitely like the sugar. I def- I always just like sugar. So. Yeah, sugar's the best. Um, sugar on the rim too. It, just it, and about next it. time, uh, if if Obi Wan gets his act together, if he pulls it together. And if he becomes the Jedi Master we all know and love, then we will do a light side drink in his honor. We will we toast shall. him. We will toast to the Kenobi. So, yeah. But let's get into it, my friend. Oh, yes. The, let's do it. The time we've waited for. The time you've all waited for. Bated breath. Someone I saw uh, yesterday, someone listened to our Hello There General Kenobi episode, which was, I think, our first episode where we were talking about... We were just talking about, like, concept art and oh, <laughs> just, yeah, like, yeah. what we oh, thought man. would be cool. Which would be cool to go back and listen to hear, like, our thoughts and things we think we thought were going to happen and our hopes what and What ended dreams. up happening, yeah. But, um... Just a real quick yeah. uh, spoiler warning before this all starts. Oh, there right. will be spoilers for the first three episodes of Kenobi. Yes, as of this recording... Uh, episode one through three is out. Episode four comes out tomorrow, so episode four will be out when this airs. Um, so some of what we talk about might so, be uh, a lot dated. But take those those clues and figure out what date it is that we're recording this. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, spoiler warning: there will be spoilers for the first three episodes. If you haven't watched it, shame on you. Shame. You should watch it. But uh, all, all right, right. So we'll be, first things first. First impressions. What are your thoughts? What what do you, what, do you, what are your thoughts on? The show so far. Like, how do you thoughts. how do you feel about it? Like, like how do I good, feel? bad, nay, nay. I feel, I feel good about it. Honestly, 
Now, they've got three more episodes to, to stick a landing to, you know, take, take the things they've set up and make it come up together in a satisfying way. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I hope it is. I, I want to believe it is going to happen. Uh, I say to those who are out there who, have al- who are already saying uh, the Kenobi show is awful, horrible, whatever, you haven't seen them tell the complete story yet, just like I haven't. So I can't say, it's amazing, the show is the best thing ever, but I can say what I've seen so far, I, I like where they're going with it. I, I'm, I bought in mm-hmm. to where they're going with it. Um, definitely impressed with um, some of the twists. You know, just the, the fact that Leia... Is is a is a very major part of this. Oh yes, was is a huge twist. Baby Leia, L- little little tiny Leia, little toddler Leia. That's right. Or little Lele, um, school aged we'll Leia. Yeah, <laughs> little Lele, <laughs> Luma. Oh. Um. But yeah, so ten year old Leia is a a main main character in this episode, and and it turns out to be. Well, before I go any further. Uh, what do you think? How do you feel? I like it so far. I I agree. It's we're we're not done yet. We still got three more episodes. So obviously my thoughts could change on it. But as of right now, I'm I'm digging it. First two episodes, I was a little, I enjoyed it. But I I was also watching with a group of people, and it was a little bit harder to focus on. But oh. I've gone back and watched the first episode again, and then obviously watched the third one with just my wife. And uh, I'm definitely I'm all about it. I'm I'm digging it. I like it so far and. I hope they can really stick to landing with the the next three episodes, and I think they definitely have the potential to. All right, awesome. So we're not gonna just play by play all three episodes because that would be probably very long, very long episode. Knowing how we when we do play by play things, <laughs> um, but so we're gonna just assume you're listening to this because you've seen mm-hmm. uh, and you've watched or you've know enough about it that you just like want to hear our thoughts on it so but we're going to talk about we want to talk about the characters and maybe some of the theme the themes we were picking up on that we enjoy and just kind of react to it you know so um let's start let's talk about the opening scene mm-hmm. not not to start at the beginning but which opening scene the recap or the opening scene not the recap did you see i saw did i send you that meme the, it's the Aslan. Don't show. Don't show me yeah. the. I was there when. when the, yeah. Don't show me the prequel. Don't. Oh, don't cite the deep magic the to deep me. Magic to me. I was there, I when, was it there was when it was written, and it was like. Don't cite the deep magic. Yeah, when to the me, first Disney. episode of Obi Kenobi includes a recap of the prequel trilogy. Yeah. Do not cite deep magic to me, Disney. I was there when it was written. I actually really liked the recap. I got I really too. excited when I saw it because it's oh, yeah. you know just the fact that this is a a can canonical tying into the these movies that were such a part of my childhood you know seeing obi-wan and qui-gon and all that tying to tying together into the beginning of this really um was was really cool mm-hmm. um well they definitely did i'll definitely say give this to disney they know how to hype up a bunch of star wars fans and mm. especially a bunch of obi-wan kenobi fans from the prequels and that's just do a recap of the prequels <laughs> do a recap of something that we've all seen a hundred times right. <laughs> oh my gosh this is the thing I've seen. I know this. <laughs> I, can, oh, I can quote all of I this. I quote all this. I know this better than you do. Yep. So, but yeah, so the opening, like, there's kind of a prologue, mm-hmm. in a way, 
which I think is important. To th- I think maybe it's important to think of it that way because the, the they sh- they're showing us something for a reason, and it leads into the very next scene for that particular scene. I think for a reason. Yes. And so this is kind of going to open up with a little bit of theory here, but you know, it opens Ooh, up with Order sixty six. Kind of kind of getting into the little Bridge of Theories episode. Bridge of two theories. Yes. Well, yes. Continue. Yes. Um. But yeah, so it opens up with Order 66, this group of younglings training with their master, and uh, clone troopers just bust in and just start opening fire, and uh, that 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 Jedi uh, was kicking butt. Wasn't she, she? she was kicking butt. She like led them pretty like th- she took out the 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 two or three that came in, blocked all the the mm-hmm. like no one got hit, and then she's like getting them almost there, but then gets overwhelmed unfortunately and uh but these four or five kind of get a close-up shot on them and they're like what do we what do we do you know let's we gotta we gotta hide or forget what, what they say exactly but they we run or something like that i think it was we yeah run. stay stay together blah, blah. oh that's what it is stay together yeah so then they they take off it pans a, a wide shot of you can see all these different jedi fighting and dying and stuff so since we've we've all seen it there is a uh, dark skin, brown skin, you know, Jedi, a female Jedi or, or like youngling mm-hmm. in that scene. And then the very next thing it carries into is the Inquisitor's ship landing. The Grand Inquisitor walks out and Reva walks out, who is, uh, you know, played by African-American actress. And mm-hmm. um, I just don't think that's an accident, right? That you've got these little younglings shows them and then it comes into here's the inquisitors mm-hmm. so i think that the inquisitors at least reva is was one of those younglings maybe there may have been more of them that got pulled into by the inquisitors too i don't know what do you think see that's what i was a little curious about because you have because that scene could be taken one of two ways it could have the younglings are there and it's showing these younglings that end up becoming inquisitors mm-hmm. right or it could show the younglings are there, and that means that there are Jedi that are still out there alive, because that same scene that, that follows has the Inquisitors with Reva, but then also has them hunting a Jedi that True. no one knows about. That's a good point. So it's one of those things where it could be it could be either or. There are, it could be both. I do think that a lot of the Inquisitors were Jedi. Yeah. The Grand Inquisitor is, is I think, canonically supposed to have been a Jedi Temple Guard. Right. And then, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure Reva was once a Jedi... Yeah, it never explicitly says, but... Um, There's a lot of kind of hints and tidbits, and she's got too much anger towards Jedi, or at least yeah. towards Kenobi, or just whatever. Well, it just seems to me, like, if you... Unless you want to do a misdirect, which, why would you want to do that misdirect? And just, like... I, I They know that they're one of their main Inquisitor characters, you know, is African-American, and then... Or the, the actress is African-American, mm-hmm. and then then you have a youngling youngling that is african-american actress as well so it seems like that's you don't do that unintentionally yeah i'd also definitely think just because of how that that order 66 scene was because it had nothing to do with any of the main like any as far as we know any of the main characters in the show right it it leads me to believe that has to do with probably like reva or at least one of the inquisitors because it just 
Otherwise, it, I mean, otherwise, it, there is no reason really to show it other than just to be like, yeah, Order 66 happened. Jedi yeah. are dead. Order, and but it you, focused too much on the younglings. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really pulled in on them. And I mean, once again, you made a good point. And I think that was my first thought when I first was watching it because, you know, I hadn't seen Reva and like more of her character and under, mm-hmm. kind of saw there's something seems to be with, with her and the Jedi. Um, but I sort of thought the same thing. It's like okay, so this is showing us that there's Jedi out there. Mm-hmm. That This is reminding us that not all the Jedi were killed in Order 66, you know? Um, but, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It could be that, but it could be could be both. It could be both. Definitely could be both. But I definitely, at this point um, now, I think there's more to it than yeah. I initially thought. So I liked the scene, though. I think that scene really showed that they're they're willing to go all out with some of the stuff. I mean, like watching a bunch of Jedi just get slaughtered immediately is pretty heavy way to start a show <laughs> yeah i mean it showed that they're willing to get a little dark too you know right so what remind you it kind of sets the tone that's like a good prologue kind of mm-hmm. just kind of sets the tone of the world you know it's like reminding us that this is the era of star wars where the jedi are gone the jedi are gone they were you know slaughtered in their own temple you know it's a very harrowing kind of way to start and it starts you know, then it goes right into the Inquisitors. The Jedi are still being hunted. And um, the Grand Inquisitor has a very interesting view of the psychology of Jedi. And which I, we talked about, maybe have talked about like, like just since we've been watching it, you know, they keep talking about, they keep saying this line that the Jedi hunt themselves, Mm -hmm. which they're the, they definitely are saying like the Grand Inquisitor is definitely saying that the Jedi will give themselves away because they can't help but scratch the itch of the Jedi. Code. And that's how I took that line. Yeah. That's definitely how I took that line. But it has a very interesting double meaning if, no, well, knowing that he was formerly a Jedi and if some of those Inquisitors, especially Reva, is a former Jedi, it takes on that double meaning of the Jedi hunt themselves because. We used to we're dark we're we're we were Jedi for sure you know um, so that's interesting just another interesting layer of you know what they may be kind of baking into the the show you know so then you also have the scene with the Inquisitors I thought is interesting as a, especially as a Star Wars fan like an old Republic fan um, because the Inquisitors aren't Sith right. they're just dark Jedi trained by Vader to hunt down Jedi right um. The only Sith are Vader and Palpatine, hmm. as far as we're aware. Um, but it's very interesting because they—they, they, you can tell from the way they interact in that scene. There's a lot of infighting, mm-hmm. it's very Sith-like. Yeah, just constantly prying for power, right? Willing to kill each other, willing to take each other down, willing mm-hmm. to fight amongst each other. You know, I just, it's very, that yeah. was very interesting to me that I think about, you know, the more I think about it. And, but you definitely get an interesting view of the Inquisitors and in that they're not all just on the same side to do whatever. They're all there for power. Yeah. They have their own, and they, they have their own motivations, their reasons that they're there and, and why they're doing what they're doing. Um, yeah. Um, and this, so they show, like, with Reva, like, here's the thing about Reva, right? It's like she's been a con- kind of a controversial character. For sure. Um, because of, I think Star Wars fans mistrust of Disney, you know, but you know, one thing we've both pointed out to each other 
the way they're treating Reva in the show, like the care, like she is very reckless, like right away. She's the reason that Jedi gets away. They're like hunting this Jedi. He, she throws a knife at someone and the Jedi can't help, but like stop it before it kills someone. So they see him, but then the Inquisitor wants to question him like a logical human being that wants to find other Jedi, find other Jedi. But she's like, no, I'm just gonna cut him in half. And, and he stops her. And then in the commotion of them, kind of he gets know, away. He gets away. So you see that you know her ambition and her uh, kind of recklessness has this negative. It's it's not portrayed as a real positive thing. It's mm-hmm. you know she's she gets uh, chastised by him. She's got the the her like brother or whatever you want to call him the Inquisitor brother that is below the. Grand Inquisitor that he's like can't stand her methods and all that sort of thing. So you've got this this dynamic that she's not really liked mm-hmm. because of this this kind of rogue element to her. The brashness. Yeah. The, yeah. She's just kind of t- doing her things her own way. She doesn't respect the other the hierarchy or anything like that. Well that's kind of because that's with her character that's kind of like my thing with her is she's I find her just she's annoying and it's she's annoying because she's so brash she's so kind of whiny like oh you know i need i will get what i am owed and blah 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 but i think that's intentional yeah like it's not because like the character is badly written i think it's meant to be written that way because everyone else in the show acknowledges it right you know they acknowledge that she's very brash that she's very whiny and yada yada right. yada you know so i think there's more to it than what we see now and i think we'll get i, I hope it will get more from her character other than just this whiny character who whatever right i think what she's what she believes is owed is different than maybe what other people might think or what other characters in the show might think right i don't know i know we were talking about a theory earlier that i won't go into but but uh i don't know i just i definitely think i think her character is meant to be the way it is right now yeah and so i don't think people should discount it because it's i think it's intentional yeah, definitely. Here's a question mm-hmm. that I've seen some people talk about. So, like, one one thing people don't ha- have knocked the show for is it's like, there's no, is there no information out here on Tatooine? Like, you know, Obi-Wan never heard that Vader was, like, oh, rampaging yeah. throughout the galaxy for the last 10 years or whatever. Or they never, no one ever came out there from the Empire or whatever. Um,. So what do you, what are your thoughts on that? I have some, but I don't want to hear you. So I think one, Obi Wan's living as a hermit. We know right. that from. I think he goes to do his job. I think he leaves, yeah. and I think he goes, home. goes back to his home in a cave. Not only that, he's on Tatooine, which is on the outskirts, in the um, outer rim. Yeah. And I think about this even now. I'm pretty sure someone even mentions to the Inquisitors, "You guys have no right out here, no rule out here. Yeah. The Empire is not out here." So why would Obi-Wan hear that this Darth Vader figure is rampaging through the galaxy? Right. They're, they're, he's not on Coruscant. Coruscant, people would know about Darth Vader. People would know about, you know, or maybe even on Alderaan, all these empire, imperial places. But, like, pe- why is anyone on Tatooine? No, the Empire is not on Tatooine. There's no stormtroopers walking around. Only right. the Inquisitors when they it's come. True. You know, it's not like yeah. the Empire is not a, a very, you know, just like Tatooine's always been. You know, even, even Shmi says it in episode one. The Republic doesn't. The Republic doesn't isn't out here. Right. We don't they have don't those laws. Credits. They don't accept credits. We don't. You know, yeah. slaving slavery is still real out here because the Republic doesn't rule out here. Right. Same concept. Yeah. The Empire doesn't rule out here. Empire has nothing to do with here, so we have nothing to do with this. We don't care. 
Yeah. So that, for me, explains why if Obi-Wan has been on Tatooine this entire time, why he wouldn't know that Vader is alive. And especially since, and this will come later, but he seems to have cut himself off from the Force, mm. he wouldn't feel Vader. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I and I, wrote, I I did write that comment from that woman down, where the woman that gets her hand chopped mm-hmm. off. But, I mean, she didn't know really what she was dealing, who she was dealing with. She's like, you have no, you're having no rights out here. This is the Outer Rim. We are under the Empire. And... So they they are establishing the show is establishing that in in the canon, the empire has not spread its its reach out this far to where they're like they're garrisoned out here like they are in a new hope. And you have them literally riding through the mm-hmm. through the Moss Eisley and everything. And another thought thought too is is because I think when the Inquisitors first arrive, I think someone's like one of the Inquisitors says like you know who we are Inquisitors, mm-hmm. we hunt Jedi. You gotta think, if they're the ones that are hunting the Jedi, they're gonna be the ones that are people are thought of, that think of when they think of people rampaging or killing Jedi. That's a good Jedi. point. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, you're right. And they, like, it seems like that the the Inquisitor's reputation ha- is out there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think someone even says something to Obi-Wan, oh, the Jawa, that he's like trading with mm-hmm. in his hut, says something about the Inquisitors are here, they're good for business, I hope they stick around, and and, it, and Obi-Wan, you know, is kind of like, uh, the, I don't know. I wouldn't expect count on it to think, to think the Jedi have all died out or whatever. But, like, he seems to not, that doesn't seem to be, like, shocked about that. Mm-hmm. That the Inquisitors, there's Inquisitors and they're hunting Jedi. So, and to and me. And to be fair, they would be more known because they're not just going around killing Jedi. They're killing Force-sensitive kids. Yeah. So that would be more widely known than just, you know, Darth Vader, who is... You know, right. as far as I was concerned, the Emperor's right-hand man, I'm pretty sure. I don't, I, and that's the other thing, too, is I don't know the, the geopolitical aspect of the Empire as far as how everything is viewed. Like, how, who is, how is Vader even viewed anyway? Is he right. just an enforcer? How many people actually know about him even in Coruscant, you know? Yeah, right. Because I've always kind of been under the impression that, like, the Imperial Navy and Army and, and all that, they understand who he is. Right. But, like, the citizens don't necessarily. Yeah. Well, even, even in the, uh, even in the, this, the original trilogy... There were people at the, I mean, after he'd been at large for 20 years, there were like high ranking people that considered his, the force and all that stuff completely uh, superstitious mm-hmm. until he force choked them to death. Them to you death. Know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Don't threaten us so, with your ways, Lord Vader. I think, uh, yeah, so I think that it's pretty fair to say that it's not like an, a, a very. Uh, it's not can it's not even can it's not in any way canon breaking. See, so yeah, that doesn't that doesn't know. bother me that he didn't know it until then that Vader was a, alive or a thing, right? Or Anakin or whatever. So let's get to our title character, our main man, my guy, Ben Kenobi. <laughs> you know Ben? Good old Ben. Hey Ben. Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. That yeah, that that line has a whole new meaning now too, mm. considering that Ben has already saved right. Leia once. Just personal experience about his saving powers. Um, so he starts off. He's in a meat cutting plant cutting meat. What a guy! And now he keeps. This is something I just I just know I just noticed, but he keeps like wrapping up a piece and like shoving in his shirt. Is he stealing or is that? He's stealing, and no one noticed. I don't know. Like, how like everyone's around him. I'm like, 
is he or, or do they all get to take a I'm assuming piece I'm assuming he's stealing. <laughs> he's just like in I just like daylight. to I also just like to assume that just he's just like yeah I'm just going to steal this no one's going to do anything. And no one's going to notice. Um but yeah you can you get you kind of see they they establish right away this is uh no longer our he's not Jedi general back he's yeah. he's suppressing the the urge to speak up against the foreman that like is shortchanging this other guy mm-hmm. what his his rightful wages are. We're no longer getting the Obi Wan, the peacekeeper Jedi. Right. We're getting Obi Wan, the Jehovah. fallen Jedi. Yeah. The, they lost. Yes. Exactly. Um, you really get that. Scene. Yeah. You really get that when when you get the uh, the runaway Jedi. That. Right. What happened to you? It's like, dude, come on. Yeah, I mean, Obi-Wan, there's literally a scene where Obi-Wan is telling... This other Jedi is like, you know, recognizes Obi-Wan yeah. and says, like, you know, we you gotta the help. Wrong person, yeah, we gotta that. help and we gotta do all this and yada, yada, yada. Obi-Wan's, you got the wrong person. And finally, it's just like, you want my advice? Go take that lightsaber and go bury it out in the desert. Right. We gotta hide the Just Jedi. go live your life. Go live a normal life and, and you have to just let go of those um, impulses. Desert, yeah. You know. The, the Jedi are done. The Jedi are wiped out yeah we lost yeah. and that really that scene really shows psychologically where obi-wan is in this yeah. moment you know he's, i don't think it's just a sense of trying to protect luke i think he genuinely he literally that we lost he's like i have to move on you know and in part of it too i think the fact that he <clears throat> believes he's killed that he killed anakin like he believes he he like that's kind of like where it ended for him like he, he, the like he kind of was like i'm done being a jedi now I, I did the hardest thing i ever had to do as a jedi and i'm done being a jedi mm-hmm. you know except except he is has talked to own does talk to own in one scene about that he's expecting to train luke at some point i but think he, he yeah, i think know, he still believes but that's his duty yeah he, i think he still believes he has a duty to luke because of what he, um, and probably, probably part is because of what happened to his father. Yeah, you know, but my gosh, that scene's heartbreaking in itself. Yeah, Owen's ruthless, man. Yeah, you don't care about him. You just care if he's showing. When the time comes, the boy must be trained. Yeah. Like you trained his father. Right. Oh, like, what a way to stab someone in the, in the heart. Yeah, yeah. for real. But can we um, talk about real quick. I know we're talking about Owen. But can we just take a quick, quick aside and talk about Owen? Just such a, he's such, such a, you get, don't get a lot of time with him. Right. But man, excuse my language, but what a badass. (laughs) Stands up to the Inquisitor. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm just a farmer. I don't know any Jedi. I hate the Jedi. And he even says like, I hate the Jedi. Right. I have no love for the Jedi. And Jedi are scum. I don't have scum on my farm or something like that. Or trash. Yep. And to the point where she is starting to kill him. And he just stands there just like. Right. He's got his hand on his hips. Yeah. Do it. You know. But he also protects Obi Wan. I mean, it, it's a very—he very much feels like the Owen of of uh, A New Hope. Oh yeah. You know, and clearly there's like—I I don't know—like they obviously like was it Obi Wan says to him, "We talked about this," you know. So there was some kind of conversation at the beginning, but at, the, at this point, Owen has decided what's best for him is this guy's out of his life. He just has a normal life. And it gives a little more yeah. insight into how, into why Owen is so insistent on Luke staying on the farm in Episode Four. You right. Know, we're getting a little bit more into his his psyche and, and how he feels about everything. You it's know? his way of trying. To he he even says like Anakin shouldn't have 
joined the Jedi Order. He should have stayed on Tatooine with his family. Yeah. You know, and so that's why Owen feels the same about Luke. Luke should stay on the farm, stay on Tatooine with his family, not get involved. Become a racing legend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Beggar's Cannon, back home. We also get, and one of the th- the things throughout the throughout the show that we get is, even though Obi-Wan is clearly avoiding, you know, trying to use the Force or, or practice as a Jedi or anything, um, he is kind of reaching out to Qui-Gon. Like he's, to. he's He's saying things to Qui-Gon. He has a bad dream, a nightmare about, you know, just like memories. And then, uh, you know, he says like, help me master or something like that. And um, he does that in various episodes. You never hear Qui-Gon talk back. You never see Force Ghost Qui-Gon. But he's clearly trying to reach out to him. My 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 wonder is 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 he is Qui-Gon talking into his head, and we're just they're just not letting us hear it, or do you think he's reaching out and he's just not getting anything back? I think he's reaching out and he's not getting anything back. And I and think about it now, I think I think part of it would be because he cut himself off from the Force. Hmm. I think now that we're going to start, now that he's starting to get his, he's starting to use the force and he's starting to bit kind of, I don't know, not turn it back on, but turn it back on. Yeah. Um, we're, we, we, I seriously hope and think that we'll get some Qui-Gon, at least a voice, Qui-Gon voice. I think so. I think we should, we will. I think they're pushing it too hard to not. And I think if they don't, they're missing a strong opportunity. Yeah. Even well, just a voice. And you need a full, full, you know, well, ghost Qui-Gon. This is kind of a side thing, but they did just announce they're doing like an animated thing mm-hmm. and Liam Neeson is going to voice Qui-Gon in it. So it's so like, if he's going to voice Qui-Gon in this animated thing, what would stop them from getting his voice for this show? You know? So I think that is going to be a, um, I think it is building towards that and that maybe, and that, and it would make sense. And I think Star Wars fans would be a hundred percent on board if that was like a big turnaround moment for Obi-Wan. And I think, I think know? that that's how, what I would be happy with that of like, because obviously, you know, jumping ahead a little bit, we've seen things happen. We've seen him not be the best. You know, he's not the Obi-Wan we remember in Episode 3. He's definitely a lot, seems like a lot weaker, a lot less sure of himself and everything like that. And I think having Qui-Gon there to kind of talk with him, kind of like Luke did with Obi-Wan. Yeah. You know. Well, we'll give we'll give him a little bit of a turnaround, a little boost to, to get back to where he needs to be. To get that, because I think right now he's also just not fully into it. I think right. he's not into into it. He's so. He's still so. I mean, we are getting post episode three having to what he believes kill his yeah best friend brother um, PTSD Obi Wan yeah. I mean, he is broke. This is a broken Obi Wan right. You know, so he's not gonna be fully in it. He's lost. He has lost his way right. And I think and people who just who don't like that and think he that's buried wrong, his lightsaber. I mean, he yeah. he he. I think I think that's symbolic of. And a lot of a lot of his behavior is symbolic of like he hasn't dealt with all that. He ha- he has no, just he suppressed it, it yeah. He's which is why he's getting it. those those flashbacks and right. that. And people who who don't like the the broken Obi Wan and and I think I've heard just some people kind of I don't remember I might have heard someone someone kind of compare it to Luke Skywalker in episode episode eight of like that's not how the character would go. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I disagreed with. I don't think how the Luke thing went was right. I don't think Luke would have turned that way, but I do think that this is on character for Obi Wan with what all that he went through and all that he happened. I think that we we are absolutely getting an, an Obi Wan who's broken, and I think it fits with the world. Well, Obi Wan's trauma far exceeds oh absolutely what Luke 
what it's doing. I mean, Luke is obviously traumatic. Um, you know, your 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 Padawan kills a few of your the people you're training or whatever. <clears throat> Whereas Obi Wan, like this was like his brother. This was each basically they he knew him since he was a child. He, uh, the whole Jedi Order came crashing down because of it. He had to kill him. He had to be sent to kill him. I mean, Padme dies in childbirth. I mean, like, all these very traumatic things that happened to Obi-Wan. And yet, the he still, even though he's so traumatically been pushed by this, he didn't just run off. He didn't run away. He still did his duty. Watched over Luke. Was planning to train him. And ultimately, when the when the call came, he did answer. I mean, he was sure at first. He was like, "No, I'm not going to do it." But and I think it's because he believed he wasn't the right person. I don't think it's because he didn't want to do it. I think he truly believed I can't do it anymore. Yeah, you know. And I think that's something sometimes we all forget too. Is like, yeah, traumatic enough having to fight your brother and kill him or believe that you killed him. But not only that, all we won. I mean, you got to think Jedi were brought to the Jedi Order as kids, as babies, most right. of them. The Jedi Order is his family. These are the people that he grew up with, that he knows in, inside and out. They're all dead. Yeah. So not only is his whole family dead, they are killed by, effectively, by his brother, who he then had to kill. Hmm. On top of the other trauma that's happened in his past, I mean, go watch the Clone Wars show, and you'll see a few different things, you yeah. know? It's just, he is... He is very much traumatized. So I think I think the Obi Wan that we're getting in this show is very accurately. You know, we're this this broken Obi Wan is is an Obi Wan that I buy. I buy it. Mm-hmm. And it's ten years. I mean, it's ten years has gone by. You know. So, Leia. Total surprise for me. Yeah, I was not expecting Leia at all. I mean, I knew it right away when I saw it. I was like, oh. They're showing Leia. Yeah, you know that's that's. I, why, I don't know why I didn't think that was that would happen. I, I just I yeah I don't know because I, I was I remember I was saying like what what's I, I think we said this in our episode the hello General Kenobi or hello there General Kenobi whatever yeah we even said like I wonder what's gonna get him off a of tattoo right it has to be something pretty major I was this to get is, him to leave Luke this was like so far off my radar of being a possibility I yeah. it just never would have crossed my mind I don't know why but it didn't it wouldn't have. But it make this act makes sense. It's a right. good way to get him off of Tatooine and get the story going. Yeah. So, what do you think of Leia? I like her. I yeah. like. I like. I think the little girl is doing a really good job. Um, I think she plays a good Leia. I think it's a very accurate Leia to Leia's character. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that they're using. They're doing like like if you're gonna do like a, a rehash of a character, it is like a ten year old. Mm-hmm. version of the character instead right. of like the div solo where he's just like a couple years younger right it doesn't just doesn't, you know this yeah, makes right. it a little bit easier right um and even then i think she's doing a good job i think she's very leia-esque she's very adventurous she's very i'm not gonna follow the rules i'm mm-hmm. very go get them um so yeah what, what, what are your thoughts I, I i like her a lot i think she's really i think the actress is uh, doing well and uh very you know, likable in her portrayal, and you know, I like how they've written her. They've written things for her. She's very into. She has this intuition to her, mm-hmm. which is very much like Anakin in Episode One. Anakin has just had this, this intuition with Qui Gon, and then he's got the. You can see things just into the future, and it helps him with with those reflexes and stuff. She has this scene where she's talking to her cousin or whatever, and her cousin's um, like bad mouthing. 
her or whatever and she just cuts him down in such a like has this like intimate kind of like insight into him she says that he's afraid of his father and he just does things because he wants people to like him and um that he he's never made a decision for himself and all these things and it was like she was reading his mind mm-hmm. or she was reading him or something and i i i know i watched the episode again so i so this is the second time i watched mm-hmm. it i picked up on that more um i was like this like she's like this is like a force thing going on i feel like um so i just think they've done that a couple times they've done it really well giving her this intuition and um i also like before well before i talk about more like we didn't i do want to talk about just because it's fun and funny it wouldn't be star wars if there wasn't something kind of (laughs) cringe in it mm-hmm. and when the the people are chasing her that's not even cringe my man that's just i mean i rewatched it and i was like i the only saving grace i give to this scene is the fact that we see how co- incompetent these three people are yeah. in the next episode the, late, later on so it makes a yeah. little bit more sense yeah well she's like she's okay so at first it seems like they're just toying with her you know because they kind of like come in really slow and then she just starts running and so it's like but then she's you know she's out running them and it's like well maybe they're toying with her but then she's like slides under a branch and the and the thing like the the alien like can't get around it and then she ducks under another branch and guy like runs up to it and it's like can't move and then she's climbing over like fallen trees and stuff and uh listen i have children (laughs) whenever you're larger it's easier to get over those kinds of obstacles you just take a big step when you're a kid it's like you're climbing over like like hills not only to get over like fallen trees and not stuff. only that but kids but have, they can't get over it kids have tiny legs you right. can you can catch up to them in two seconds Five it just strides right it's the like, whole scene just i remember watching it and just being like i can't i was i just was so thankful when they finally caught her and they put the bag over her. i was like okay good they, they caught her. It's over. So, I am just like I said, the only saving grace I give that scene is the fact that the the crew is just in themselves extremely incompetent. Right. And I think they're meant to be incompetent. But my gosh, that scene could have been done way better. <laughs> what do you, somebody's, somebody was watching with you, what'd they say? <laughs> she knows the terrain, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just some, you can even see there's a scene where they're running and they're like yeah, they're their like, arms and legs are out like like in a weird way and just like well, what they is, had to, they had to run funny to not to catch, not up, catch up with her <laughs> and so it looks weird so that um, was definitely that uh, was silly cringy but ultimately the I mean like it's not the story it's yeah. not the plot and it's not the majority I mean like that was one scene and you can suspend your belief. Your disbelief yeah. a little bit with that. You well, know? It, it, I mean, it takes you out of it a little bit. You're like, okay, this is a this is a show. This was not. I'm not really. Yeah. This didn't really happen, but um, it's just a fun. It's just funny it's to funny. point. It's it, just it, funny it, to at point. At this point, out, it is just you know? funny. Yeah. Um, but she is finally captured. <laughs> yeah. But so that's what's gonna get Obi Wan off the planet. He's still got his like communication thing, which I remember when I saw it. I was like, oh, that, I remember seeing that in mm-hmm. episode three. Um, with with Bail Organa, her adopted father, who reaches out to him, and you know basically says you're you're you you know how important she is. We don't want to draw too much attention to her, 
probably for the same reason they don't want too much attention drawn to Luke, mm-hmm. you know, and she's just as important as he is. So he definitely is like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. But we all know he's going to. It's like it's Leia. Yeah, it's, right? he's going to. Get your butt out of there and go save Leia. But, but it's also another scene that shows how broken that Kenobi is. Where he's, I don't think it's because yeah. he doesn't want to do it. I think he legitimately believes that he can't. Yeah. I am not the person right. for this job. I cannot do this. Right. And so then it turns out that the Reva is actually the one who hired those people to, to kidnap her because um, she has found that there's some connection between Bail Organa and, and Kenobi. Hist- How and, she's getting all this information, I still don't know, by the way. So well, she I- says, she literally says in episode two that I found they used to work together during the Jedi, oh, during the wars right, right. in the in the archives. So she says she got it from the archives, which I kind of appreciate. I was like, okay, at least they're giving, trying to give some explanation. I, I haven't I, this episode two. I haven't watched again yet, so I need to. Can real quick aside too, something I was thinking about. Can we just talk about how, or just at least bring attention to the fact that Bail Organa, that actor has consistently played Bail Organa in every single piece of, yeah, Star Wars, and it doesn't seem to be mentioned ever. Like, he's just. In every movie, every uh-huh. show that's live action, like the actor's just there. Are you saying like he he deserves more props? Just or... like I don't know, just like how we're like everyone's like, oh my gosh, they got Uma McGregor back to play Obi Wan. Right. Meanwhile, Bail or Gon- well, Just meanwhile, Bail Organa has been in literally everything that has to do. Yeah. Like he's in Rogue One. I don't even like know. a well watered fern. Yeah, it's just I just he's appreciate there. it. I appreciate the actors just there. Yeah. I just appreciate him. I appreciate he's that just guy. He's there. Give you comfort. I mind you. I just all I'm saying is that I appreciate that guy. I appreciate, I appreciate him. Back, hey, back appreciate you. We don't know your name, but I actually don't know what is his name. <laughs> what else has he been in? Any other movies? I feel like he has. I, I recognize him. Oh, I, he was in. A, he was like a politician in in something I yeah, saw well, a while that's back. That's boring. Jimmy Smiths. 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 M I M S M I T S. Smiths. Huh. So, what do you think uh, in episode two? Of the Jedi impersonator guy, the swindler. <laughs> who, who who's that actor? Oh, I don't know his name, but he's he's he's, he's in a lot of funny stuff. He was funny. Harold and Kumar. Well, I think he's in Harold and Kumar. Mm, maybe. He's like uh, the, the, like he's helping out these people that are trying to get off the planet, and he's pretending he's a Jedi, and then they're like uh, about to leave, and then he's like putting his hand out for for the money them to pay him and then they pay him and he's like oh no no you didn't need to do that <laughs> it's just so funny how uh oh he's like and when the guys he's like i am now inside your mind yes <laughs> i am now leaving your mind i like i like oh, uh, like he's like over a radio using jedi mind trick uh, aja um good old is the character's name i yeah he's he's great because i didn't I think almost like, immediately. Is this like a Jedi that like went dark? Yeah, for, like, not first, all the way dark, but at, like. Well, well, at first I was like, oh man, you got they, they, you know, there's a Jedi in this, and that's you know, they got new, you know, another Jedi, and then all of a sudden, as soon as you saw him, and he started doing whatever. I was just like, oh, oh, he's not, no, he's not a Jedi. He's not. Gonna, I was like, he's gonna something's gonna be up with him where he's not real. Yeah. And I don't know. I just liked it. That was awesome. He was a funny. He was a funny addition to the to the show. It was funny opinion. when Reva. Uh, when it was funny when Reva he encounters him later because then he decides I guess that he's going to help because he realizes Obi-Wan's really a Jedi um, but 
when Reva like throws him against the wall in the alleyway, he's like, "Those aren't magnets." Or he says, "Like those aren't magnets, are they?" <laughs> oh. That was funny. He's like, "It's me. I'm the Jedi. What's the bounty on me? One million. What's the bounty on me now? Two million. He was funny. I liked him as a funny. character. I liked that they. He was just. I liked that they added him in. Here's your uh, little little tidbit trivia tidbit uh, um, that you're going to be hearing from from here on and forever uh, that will rival the like Aragorn kicking the helmet and breaking his toe in Helm's D or two towers. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Uh, it's that, uh, that, that girl that gives Ewan McGregor the spice, the spice dealer. Mm-hmm. That's and, his daughter. Yep. He's like, I'm looking for my daughter. Yep. Yep. I daughter. heard about that. That's hilarious. Yeah, so there you heard it here last. You heard it here. Folks. Breaking news two weeks later. So Obi Wan goes kind of Breaking Bad in this episode a little bit. Oh yeah, that was fun. He goes and he's got the the like chemical mask on, and then he like causes an explosion with it with the like drug in the drug. It was den. that was fun. I like that scene. That was a cool scene. I liked seeing um some good old hand Obi Wan hand to hand combat going on. Like that man could fight. Obi Wan, yeah. Yeah, you never really think about it because they're always using lightsabers, but like no. man. Here's something I I thought about too. I noticed when he punches the there's the Zabrak, mm-hmm. the guy he's the same uh, race as Maul, Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. He's got the spikes on his head. He punches him and he like cries out in pain. And at first when I saw it, I was like, oh, he just his 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 hands have become soft, you know, and the the years have made his hands soft. But um, don't Zabrak do they have like extra thick like craniums or something i, or? I don't that because I don't. they've got bone spikes coming out of the top of their heads so. i don't know the physiology of zabrax i also don't remember the scene like i don't remember him flinching when he punched the guy but once again i've only seen that episode once so. bless me yeah he's he like he doesn't flinch he he punches him and he goes oh like that interesting that's exactly how he sounded hmm. impressive nailed it most impressive but i like that scene i'm like i um no i don't know the, i can be i can google it zabrax physiology Work on that for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, jinx. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> I do like that scene though. It was just a. It is a cool scene to watch because you're so once again you're so used to Jedi using their lightsabers. Yep. There is a hold on. There's a whole Reddit thread about Zabrak D- Dothamirian physiology. Oh, good. Um, you have to go deeper. But I like, but yeah, it's just cool to watch some hand-to-hand combat between you know Obi Wan. He shows throwing, he can throwing he can, bows. Yeah, he can fight, man. He's like blindside elbows at one guy in the face. Boom! <laughs> Whoa! He's like, I got a little lost. Elbow! And then he gets to spice everyone. Throw the spice down. Everyone bleeds, and then throws down. He gets that that nice one-liner. Throws the spice down. Everybody gets high as a kite. Mm. He steals away with his lightsaber. Mm. Mm mm mm. So. Ooh, ooh, here you go. Zabrox have two hearts. What? Just shattered my entire universe. <laughs> is this a heart within a heart, or is it like both sides of their chest? Know. Heart in their head. Oh. oh. Then he joined the Alliance to restore the Republic. That's not what we need. How hard are their heads? They're near human. Tell me. They're near human. That had evolved to be tough due to the nature of their homeworld, Eridonia. 
species were was carnivorous and had two hearts, which allowed them to pump oxygenated blood around their systems more quickly than other species, meaning they grew faster for longer. Some Zabrox so possessed a ring of small vestigial Oh, is that how Maul, like, survived falling, maybe? Because he had two hearts that were just like, you can live longer without legs. Uh, thickness varied enormously across the species. Zabrox could be force-sensitive. Uh, nothing about the thickness of their skulls, sorry. Did you notice when Leia... So, like, Obi-Wan gets... He gets away from those guys, and he finds Leia. She clocks him as he walks in the room, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And then... But then he's, like, grabbing her because she's, like, trying to run away. And she yells, Who are you? And she's, like, grinning. She's completely... Like, the actress's broken oh, really? character a little bit. It's very... It's so cute. Oh, that's cute. Uh, she's like, Who are you? And she's, like, a half grin on her face. As she's yelling it. I gotta go back. That's I want to go back and watch that episode because a lot happened to that episode. Yeah. But so he gets Leia and convinces her come with him, and and then hilarity ensues. Hilarity <laughs> ensues. Now I love the interactions with Obi Wan and Leia. Um, multiple times in both episode two and three, you get Obi Wan making references to him reminding her of someone. Yes, the, all the everything I am here for all of the Obi Wan fondly remembering Padme, and you know, like just the connection between because Padme, you know, is a character that you've got. Obviously, Darth Vader is the what the whole series saga is about. Uh, the, but Padme you get his kids, but Padme, you just don't get much from her in the original trilogy, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's it's really sweet that. Um, they're getting to kind of call back to Padme and um, and, it's, and show how Leia does have a lot of Padme in her, you know. Oh yeah, and it's, knowing it, it's also heartbreaking too because you're getting a lot of references to Padme, right? Which you don't get is a lot of references to how she's like Anakin, and she is very much like Anakin in a lot of the things mm-hmm. I think you mentioned earlier, you know. And and I read somewhere someone saying like, and they're like at least their headcanon is. There's a lot that that she's like Anakin, but Obi Wan can't remember it because it's just too hurtful to remember Anakin. Yeah, no, I think, and that's heartbreaking. I think I, I think I may have seen that, and that's I think that's definitely a possible. I think that's a valid like way of thinking about it. Oh, yeah. That he's just thinking of the tragedy, the whole the tra- the tragedy all around, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 knowing that Padme's gone, you know, you know, I thought that the the he keeps making these references to Padme, and I thought. It sort of makes me think. Like I know they got time together in the in the actual prequel movies, but there's a lot more. They have a lot more of a relationship, a lot more time as friends and 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 whatever through the Clone Wars mm-hmm. like TV show. Absolutely. And I and I almost feel like in in a way, him like referencing all this knowledge he has about Padme, about like how she, you know she would behave like this and da da da. She could be stubborn and all these things points to that mm-hmm. that they're they're not just referencing the prequel movies they're referencing the the canonical you know stuff from the clone wars oh, as absolutely. well i i would 100 percent say so you know which makes the you know all the makes his pain over padme even more real because it's no, knowing that it wasn't just like these two missions that they they happened to to be near each other and then um, she was a senator, but there was like a real like friendship there. Yeah, I think you if know? you just watch the movies, you don't fully get the understanding of how hurt Obi Wan is about Padme as well. I mean, yeah. in the Clone Wars, I mean, they they're, they were friends. Yeah, you know. Yup. Um, someone has a question. In the audience. No, I have something to say. Can you 
Was that a thing? Okay. No. Oh, gosh. That definitely needs to be cleared up. There's a scene in the third episode where, where they're talking, and I think Leia says something about, like, are you my dad? She 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 basically is like believes because he keeps talking about her mom and it's like you're my dad aren't you? She calls out that he knows her mom. Yeah. And she's like you're my dad aren't you? And he says, I wish. Yeah. And I guess some people and I think I've seen online too people some people think like oh that means that Obi Wan had a crush on Padme or whatever. Dope. I didn't see that as that at all. I yeah. saw more of just like a, I think he's just hurt about the fact that she doesn't have her father or her mother. Right. And that he could sit there and say that yeah I am your dad and that you have family here but I'm not. Right. Well, and probably thinking too, like, I wish that your dad wasn't a psychopathic, you know, <laughs> An evil piece di- of crap. Sith Lord. Like, <laughs> I wish the reality wasn't so much worse of who your dad is, yeah. you know. Um, I don't think Obi Wan so. had a crush on Padme. Obi Wan had no. a crush on only one girl, and her name was Satine. Satine, yeah. No. Yeah, Satine. That's right. Sabine is the other one in Rebels. Right. Satine. Anyway, yeah. So, but yeah, I love the, I love all the interactions with um <laughs> with uh uh Obi Wan Leia. Um, I don't I don't I, some people I think have like have it had issue with Leia and especially in the third episode they think she's like being too bossy or too just talking too much more than Obi Wan. I don't. I mean, she's acting kind of like I mean, she's acting like she's you know. Uh, comes from privilege. I mean, I mean she yeah, she's she, acting like Leia, right? and like you saw how she treats her parents. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, acting like she's, she takes her parents what they tell her as a suggestion, and you know. I think she's in character so. with it, and I think Obi Wan is still rather timid with everything. Like he's still psychologically scarred. Literally in this episode, right prior to this scene where right. she's talking more, he sees an image, a vision of Anakin and Jedi robe standing on a hillside. Episode three. The, yeah. the man is. Yeah broken right well yeah yeah imagine i mean with you're carrying all that guilt around you're not going to be really hard on the daughter of the person Mm -hmm. that you you know you you feel so much guilt about your role in their downfall he's also just going to be a little bit more quiet when it comes to talking to other people or like when the stormtroopers hop in the back and she was being very vocal and he wasn't like or or even talking to the driver like Obi-Wan didn't want to go talk to the driver that thing in the yeah. first place like of course he's not going to be out there very outspoken it's it's I don't I don't still see it I didn't bother me at all that she was just as talkative and right kind of leading the show I just I that just felt like a young Leia to me What do you think of um So Re- uh, so like Reva at the end of episode 2 so like they Wait, get, we need to talk about this Well they get this whole they have the whole um well, one thing I wrote down, I love uh, just like I love that Leia. <laughs> when Leia's doubting that he's a Jedi, she's like, "I want to float. Make me float." <laughs> that made me think of my daughter so much. Like something she would say. Um, Someone else is floating in episode three. That's true. <laughs> someone got actually. Got couple, to, someone couple, got to float. A couple people are floating. <laughs> um, we all float down here. Name that reference. Sounds terrible. I don't want to know. It, it's from it. Sounds terrifying. Oh gosh, no, uh, not today, Satan. <laughs> um, but continue. But yeah, so I was just saying that she, you know, she's got her like doubts about him. Her super speed skills kick in again. She runs away. <laughs> and th- but this time she can't use the excuse of knowing the terrain. No, but there is like to me. There's like you have the Obi Wan's trying not to cause a scene. He's trying to be like no, for sure. So he's like 
not gonna just run through the crowd. She's smaller too, so she can kind of like yeah. Get that, that's the other thing that made sense for me. This one was this smaller. this one made this one made more sense. Um, it was still a little ridiculous because there's like one point where she like runs right by me. It's like Aah! and just like lets her go. <laughs> but um, he straight up like in this episode he's straight up blowing guys away with with uh his he's got a blaster. He's just so smoking people uncivilized. <laughs> Well, that and that's—I think that's part of the like his journey is like he's—he's he's not Jedi. That's not who he is anymore. You know, of like caring about what kind of weapon he uses to kill. <laughs> Gosh, what a killer! <laughs> but we've always known Obi Wan never really cared about killing people, <laughs> <laughs> chopping people down left and right. Yep. Um. No. Yeah. It's um. It was cool to watch him use a blaster, though. I gotta yeah. say, for someone who uh, he's got, he's a pretty good shot. Pretty good shot for someone who doesn't, who thinks they're uncivilized. I mean, episode three, whenever the the, the stormtrooper is like holding her hostage, he's like, like shoots it, like angles it, like as he's pretending to put it down, he angles it up and shoots oh, uh, him, like no scopes him. That was good. Um, I think he's a little bit, a little bit of the force there, but uh, that's just me. That'd be nice if he was, but. And uh, th- this is like a thing too. He, like he used in the in episode two, he used the force. Um, the first time we saw him do it was when Leia jumped and she's falling, and he's like, "Oh, I'm trying, trying, trying." And then he like caught her at the last second, and then she believed him and stopped running away from him. You know what that scene's reminiscent of? Reminded me of. I don't know. Have you ever played Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah, yeah. The, when when he drops his lightsaber? No, no, no. When uh, when a very very beginning oh, when his friend falls his friend, and yeah. he stops him. There's a lot actually that about that the game way that game opens that reminds me of mm-hmm. this because he's cut himself off from the force he's trying to just live a normal life uh Calcestis is you know and then I want a live action Calcestis yeah in my Kenobi show I wonder who they'll get to play him <laughs> <laughs> They've already yeah, and that's the thing is it's so easy. They already have the actor. He'd do they it. Model his his model like he looks exactly like the voice actor, like uh, Sam Witwer. And but uh, but you Star have Killer. Reva in this. Reva's obviously hunting him down. The other Inquisitors come. You have the Grand Inquisitor coming, and they're like, "No, you're done. Leave us to us." The Grand Inquisitor actually says he's gonna like take credit. He's like, "I'm gonna get you Obi Wan, and you're and I'm gonna get credit." And that's where you get a little bit more, a little bit more info about Riva too. The Grand Inquisitor even calls her the lowest of them all. You know, she's right. sitting there fighting with the, you know, I will get what I'm owed and yeah. and all that. And you can just, she's got some weird thing with Obi Wan. And, and that's the thing is, I can't tell if it's because she knows that it will get her notoriety with Vader, right? Or if it will, or if she has some sort of vendetta against Obi Wan. I just don't know. Yeah, I think I'm leaning towards, you know, two options. She is, she is, I think she's, she's got to be trying, it's got to be a revenge thing to me. Like, I don't think she just wants power, that she's just feels like she's owed power. Um, because she's being so reckless, you know? Yeah. She's, I think she may want to get close to Vader, and I think she may want to kill Vader. Hmm. Because spoilers she won't but she won't but um the re- you know and the reason i think that is because went back once again i think she's one of the one of the uh survivors of anakin's massacre at the jedi temple i think that's part of the reason why she knows 
she knows he's Anakin is because she saw him. Maybe when, when, whenever. Yeah, I, have, I think that too. I think. And she's like, "That's Anakin Skywalker cutting my friends down," you know. Because um, that was one thing I had a little. I was a little interesting on the fact that she like I didn't think about it until later on, but she knows that Anakin is Vader. And most people, I feel like in the Star Wars universe, don't know that yeah. Vader specifically tried to make people not know that. I know there's a few people that do. Tarkin knows. Uh, Thrawn knows, and obviously Palpatine knows. Yeah. But like. And Obi-Wan. Of course, though, at the same time, I mean, like, there has to be an explanation for why, if she's trying, angry at Vader wants to get revenge on him, there has to be an explanation for why she also seems to be kind of, doesn't really care about, she doesn't care about killing Jedi, apparently. I think she's lost her way. Yeah, she definitely has. She's probably had to do a lot of things, like, because if they, you know, I can only imagine if the, the, the people they keep to turn into inquisitors that the force sensitive people they they don't kill um that they turn into inquisitors what they put them through you know what they have to kind of do to to not be because it's like either you're going to die or you're going to be you get the shot of being an inquisitor yeah you I don't think, die <laughs> you know i definitely think if your theory is right which is a possibility i think it'd be cool um that she's like She's definitely still not a Jedi. Like she's right. not trying to like do this for the good of the Jedi. I think mm. she just has like right. a personal vendetta at this point. But it against could, Vader. But it could be Obi Wan. It could be that Obi Wan represents the Jedi Order. You know, he's this high profile, well known Jedi target. Mm-hmm. And like for her, she's like if she wants revenge on the Jedi, if she wants to kind of take out her rage on the Jedi, killing like this you know, no name Jedi in the desert of tattooing, that's not going to, in her mind, satisfy her, her her desire for revenge. But maybe killing Obi-Wan or causing him pain or suffering, whatever, would. So it could be just that there's some kind of vendetta against the Jedi mm-hmm. um, for some reason. And it could the very well still, I still think it could be related to her, she, her being a, a youngling mm-hmm. and, and being sort of resentful even, maybe resentful of being pulled in by the Jedi. I mean, the, 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 the things that the, the, those younglings had to experience and go through is because the Jedi found them. They're force sensitive. They brought them to be trained, took them away from their families. <laughs> they don't know their families anymore. And then, you know, uh, they get massacred, you know, so I could see there be some, being some resentment there as well. But, but then we get the scene and we'll just, I'm just going to gloss over this, but the Grand Inquisitor apparently being killed. Yeah, he I don't, gets taken off guard because... I, I, if it, yeah. I don't know what their thought process is. I don't think that he's dead because, I mean, the Grand Inquisitor is in Rebels. Yeah. Unless it's a completely different character, which is just strange it just to looks, me. They made them look him look exactly the yeah, same. Which doesn't make sense. It's just weird that they would have two characters of the exact same. I don't know. Right. Either way, that's... I don't think he's dead. I just think it would be weird if they try if they killed him. Yeah. I just, I just I feel like that would just I don't know. I think I agree. I do agree. Um, but anyway, that happens, and then you have the scene where Vader is kind of like her, him, and Leia are trying to run towards that ship, and then Reva comes in and she's like taunting Obi. Uh, did I say oh, Vader? You just said taunting Obi Wan. Okay, yeah, taunting Kenobi. So yeah. Kenobi and Leia are running, and she's taunting him. Um. And man, that's where you get the scene. The scene, and she goes, 
you know, Lord, you know, I'm not going to kill you, bring you to Lord Vader. And I know you brought it up earlier today yeah. that, like, people were like, because you start getting the sense of, like, Obi-Wan is surprised that Vader is alive. Right. And uh, people were confused, like, okay, why? How, um, yeah, he knows how that Vader is Anakin. Know? Yeah, how did we, or, or, or uh. Well, so there was a there was this there was a writer. Apparently, there was a oh, writer that's right. That's what show. it is. That's what it was. That's there was, was a writer on the show. Apparently, that didn't know that Obi Wan knew that Vader was Anakin really? when they were writing the show. That was weird. Or what? Not when they were maybe not when they were writing the show. When they were working on the show, and then they found out that oh yeah, he does know, or something along those lines. Or maybe maybe even that writer thinks that that they made that connection on the show. But the way it plays in the episode... Yeah, that's what I meant to say. But so people were freaking out, like, they don't even know the canon that, you know, this writer doesn't even know the canon that, like, Yoda says, gone your apprentices consumed by Darth Vader. He, you know, that's very explicit. He even sees recording of Palpatine calling Anakin Lord Lord Vader. Vader. Rise Lord Vader. So, you know, we know that, Obi-Wan knows that. But the question is, is is Obi-Wan in this scene... Is he learning? Are they portraying him as learning that Vader is Anakin? And I don't think. Yeah, I don't they think are. so either. Because how it plays out is she says, you know, I'm, I'm bringing you to Lord Vader, and he, you, you pan to him, and he gets that realization on his face of he starts to react. Oh. And not only that, she reacts to his reaction, even though she can't see him, she can sense his yeah. feelings in the Force. Is what I'm thinking, and I think there's even Reva's supposed to even be able to like be like very like you know like she seems to be re- she reads people's minds. Yeah, like like Kylo, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Yeah. So she's even reading his mind and being like, yes. Anakin, and she doesn't refer to his Lord Vader again. She refers to him and she says, yes, Anakin is still alive. Which means, that tells me that, that Obi-Wan... Said, doesn't she say, oh, you didn't know? Like, Oh, yeah, oh, you didn't know. Oh, you didn't know? Anakin Skywalker is still alive. Right. And so that tells me that, that Obi-Wan was registering his mind that, oh, man, Anakin, Lord is Vader, alive. is right. alive. And he registered it from the Lord Vader, not from the Anakin Skywalker. Right. But, yeah. man, that, react, that, that reaction to the... Ooh, McGregor does such a good job of just portraying, like so many things on his face during that scene yeah of like a oh my gosh yeah yeah it's kind of like he just got pulled back 10 years ago and but not just that but just and so many things going on like yeah all of that i mean and he's not even dead <laughs> yeah because now he's not as not as now it's just like a i maimed my brother and i still lost so yeah, that's where it ends with him. That realization gives you a shot of Anakin, Anakin in the tank. Then we'll, uh, I say we just jump straight to uh, the end of episode three, or the third episode. To the fight, you mean? Or yeah, just to that fight. You yeah. know, Because now we get to the point where, you know, the, episode three and, and Leia and Obi Wan are on this planet that was that the, the ship they got onto brought them to, and they're trying to get off, and they find an Imperial agent who is. Smug, helping smuggle Jedi's. You had a cool scene of them in that little safe house, and like, I guess other Jedi have been there, and they actually Quinlan Voss is mentioned by name, which is really cool. Yeah, the Quinlan Voss is like smuggling Jedi or helping, yeah, helping fight back and, and all that and stuff. Yeah. Um, and man, so they're getting ready to leave her or Obi Wan, Leia, and this Imperial agent, and he just—they're about to go enter this tunnel to go to this ship to take them off planet. Um, and Obi Wan like stops, and you can tell he's sensing something. And you just turned around and walks back, and then you start see, you you pans to the outside, and you see a line of the like a line of inquisitors, and you're and you know, I remember me when I was sitting, I was like, oh my gosh, are they are they doing this now? Is mm-hmm. this happening now? And then you just hear the 
the breathing and you see the shadow of Vader and you see him walk into frame. And you're just like, oh man, they're doing this now. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and Obi-Wan's face in that scene of just like, this is the first time he's seen Darth Vader since he absolutely destroyed him on Mustafar. Yeah. He's oh. kind of, he's kind of, um, I mean, to me, like it, he's just kind of in a trance almost like he's just, he, he's just staring and he's just kind of like, there's nothing else there. He like mm-hmm. kind of forgets what's going on and cause he's just like, just in that, uh, sort of like outside of his body almost, you know, like, like, I can't believe this is happening. Like what is, what is going on? This is horrifying. And then Vader of course is, uh, gets to a stops at a certain point in sen- cause he senses that he's watching him and he just starts pulling people out from behind things and snapping people's necks. Yeah. Just killing necks people. And, um, you know, dragging a, just dragging someone behind him as he's walking, just, they're just freaking out. And it's very chilling, uh, chilling scene. And then I guess Obi-Wan decides that he needs to, I think he's trying to draw him away from draw Leia. Draw him away from Leia. You know, it's because he's trying to get Leia, uh, trusting this, this, this new friend, that this Imperial, undercover Imperial woman, take her, you know. You know what I'm just thinking about now too, in that what? scene where, where Vader is killing the the townspeople. Yeah. I mean, he's all, obviously he's doing it to draw Obi Wan out. I mean, that's my thought from it was that he sensed Obi Wan, and now he's like, okay, I'm gonna draw him out. Let me start killing people. Obi Wan's a Jedi. He right. can't stop. Kind of the Inquisitor says they can't stop who they are. Right. The fact that Obi Wan doesn't do anything, I think, says a lot about Obi where Obi Wan is as a character. That mm. he doesn't go out there and stop. He instead run somewhere else yeah you know he does eventually end up drawing Darth Vader away but like the old Obi-Wan would have jumped out hello there hello there you know this (laughs) isn't the same Obi-Wan well I mean yeah he's he knows his limitations he Mm. knows he's not ready he know and and that there is a little bit I mean which is more brave being uh, episode three Obi-Wan uh jumping into General Grievous and all these things knowing you're at the height of your powers and you can figure, you'll figure your way out of this. Or you're this broken man who's barely even still a Jedi. You know, you've, you can still call out to the force in the moment of desperation, but otherwise you're just a normal guy. Mm -hmm. And here's Darth Vader and you are going to, uh, you know, he did not run out in the middle of the street, but he knew that, if I run out here in the middle of the, uh, the outskirts of the town or whatever, Vader will come, draw him away, and uh, Vader just m- toys with him. Oh, it's brutal! You know, just uh, brutal. Like Obi Wan is like crawling, like kind of like crawling backwards, like trying to to fight him. Like he and and it really, it literally looks to me like you know when you're having a like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And in your dream, it's like you're trying to fight, but you can't. It's like you're trying to punch, but you're you're punching really slow. You're trying to like get you fall down. You're trying to get up, but you can't get up. You're just gonna just barely crawl or whatever. It's almost like he, like he's in a nightmare, mm-hmm. and he can barely move. He can barely swing his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. He can barely do anything, you know. And and Vader's just throwing him around and just one hand, you know, just his lightsaber just wielding Doesn't one hand. Yeah, not even using two hands. Yeah. Um, ah, uh, just the different lines too, like the oh yeah, yeah. What you know? What, what have, have you become? become? 
I am what you made me. Yep. You should have killed me when you had the chance. Um, and then he uh, decides to, he's got something flammable, some flammable stuff nearby that he like spreads out in the sand and, and ignites with his lightsaber. Vader does. <sighs> and then says, uh, start, just starts slamming Obi-Wan. Something like now you will suffer. Yeah, like well, he says, like, this is only the beginning of your suffering or oh, something yeah. like that. And he starts slamming him down, burning him alive. Um, Just a brutal, brutal when I When minutes. I saw that, when that, that happened, I was like, oh, my word. He's, he's, he's doing to him what he did to him. It was just like, uh, it was, to me, it was a very kind of perfect confrontation for the way the show has been going as far as, like, the characters, mm-hmm. they how they've introduced them and everything haunting um, scene too haunting yeah. that whole 20 minutes as soon as vader enters that that village that whole, the whole rest of the episode is just haunting yeah vader is just uh, it's just terrifying yeah i mean it is serious it is terrifying right yeah he's he is it's so raw you know mm-hmm. like it's just like his his um his emotion his anger and i'm just so you know so glad that this show is is they're not pulling punches i mean they had vader walk through village and kill like three different people yeah and then just and the fans sl- went wild and then slam obi-wan into a bunch of fire and burn him alive almost yeah. you know well and once again like that's some people don't like that but they're not pulling their punches they're really being consistent mm-hmm. with the character uh, where obi-wan obi-wan's at he would not stand a chance he didn't stand a chance i was freaking out mm-hmm. when obi-wan runs out there i'm like what are you doing i'm like you need to run you you're not ready for this um and uh he only survives like i think because vader lets him go i mean this is something another thing people griped about it's like uh the, that woman that was helping him she shoot she's like up sniping down and she shoots a thing that explodes and reignites the fire the flames are huge yes they are huge but we just saw vader extinguish them vader could like force levitate over them he could pull obi-wan back through the flames like like it was nothing Mm -hmm. so and i don't think that the writer suddenly forgot that i think that there was maybe not obviously vader his plan was bring him to me he told the stormtroopers bring him to me but in that moment, when that happened, he decided something inside him. And I was listening to a guy talk about this um, on YouTube. And I think it's a, probably a good idea that in, in that moment, I think Darth Vader decides, no, 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 I'm going to let him go. I'm going to let the fear and the terror of this wash over him, the expectation, right? Because expectation is worse then a lot of times, like the the fear of something, the fear of like what's going to happen, they're going to get me, they're chasing me, the psychological like torture of that sometimes can be worse than actually just enduring pain. Yeah, thinking about know? it. Yeah, the thing about it now is just like killing killing Obi Vader killing Obi Wan right there wouldn't have fulfilled what Vader wants, and Vader wants Obi Wan to suffer like he did. Mm-hmm. What better way to make him suffer than to ha- the realization that Vader is still alive, still very terrible killing these people yeah 
And knowing that, I mean, he knows now that Obi-Wan is broken. Right. I mean, you can tell from the fighting that Obi-Wan is broken. I think Vader knows that now. So he's just like, I don't want to just kill this guy. He's already... Yeah. Not be- not out of, like, any pity, but because he's broken. I want him to stay broken. I want him to know this. And I want him to know that I'm out there and that I'm going to be hunting him. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's what... And I think that, too, makes Obi-Wan's... In episode four, when he said, you know, strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can imagine. I think that shows, too, that to... It kind of, like... This is like all kind of like a thought process I just had as you were talking. Mm. It's like showing that you no longer, I no longer have that terror of you. I no longer have that, you know, I'm no longer broken like you, like I was in this fight. Mm. I am Obi-Wan Kenobi. I, I am a Jedi. Right. Oh, yeah. I and think if you strike me down, I will become powerful. I'm one with the Force now because I have accepted what has happened. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. Which shows that he truly, Obi-Wan did win. He did become more powerful. Right. Yeah. And I think that um, that's where, I don't know, he he's not going to get there, obviously, yet, because that's episode mm-hmm. four. But I think that what they're setting up is this is the first the first meeting with mm-hmm. Vader. And, and this is kind of a wake-up call to Obi-Wan that he's got to, he can't just be Ben. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll, yeah, he'll go by Ben, but he has to be able to actually use the Force, be a Jedi. Um, and I think that that's gonna, this is going to set up in the back half of the season, the next three episodes. We're going to see Obi-Wan um, coming back into his own and that will culminate with a fight, another fight with Vader that he will get the better of Vader in some way. I don't know how much, how much so he will, but uh, there's the canonical like saying when they meet up again in episode four in the new hope that when last we met, I was Absolutely. the learner. And now I am the master. Now I'm the master. So people have said uh, that there ha- somehow that has to, the last, the last time they meet, there has to be something that happens that gets the better of, of Vader that shows that he still is not, um, he still hasn't surpassed Obi-Wan in every way. Um, so that's something I'm expecting to see. Me too. Um, I think it'd be very cool if Qui-Gon was a big part of Obi-Wan turning around. Um, getting I to see that. So. Certainly I so. think it'd even be crazy cool. I don't think they'll do it. But if Qui-Gon appears as a force ghost to, to, to Vader, like if like like not um, privately, but like in the middle of a confrontation with Obi-Wan or something mm-hmm. that he saw that Qui-Gon is with him. You know, I don't think so. I don't think that'll happen. I don't know how I feel about that either. Personally, I don't but. think it'll happen. I think it'd be cool for Vader to have to face um his old master in a way just to, f- to know that he's, I don't know. I think it'd be cool, but, um, do you want to talk about what we might see in the next, what we think we might see in the next ones? Next sure. year. Yeah. So I think that Reva has to get her comeuppance. Oh yeah. I think she's going to die. I think she'll be up by the end of the season. I think that the grand inquisitor, still being alive would be a good way to do that because if he comes back, if he's still alive, he can basically set the record state with Vader because Vader thinks 
that she told Vader that Obi Wan killed the Grand Inquisitor. Now, now Vader's just fought mm-hmm. Obi Wan. He's probably thinking, "There's no way he killed the Grand Inquisitor." Yeah. And then if Grand Inquisitor is actually still alive, um, he's gonna say, "Yeah, she, you know, rebelled against me." So. Yeah, I definitely think he'll come back. I just don't know when. I think he needs to come back in order how. to keep the Star Wars canon. canon yeah. Whatever. But I think he'll come back. I think that Reva will end up... I do think she'll end up dying. I hope I hope she ends up dying. Mm. I think it would be... I think... I don't know. I just think that would be good for her character. <laughs> to die? <laughs> to die. <laughs> I just... I wonder... I'm just really wondering if there's going to be some kind of redemption swing to her character at the end um, in some way. I don't know why or how exactly. We have to get... We'd have to get more of her backstory to understand, you know, how that could happen. But uh, definitely, definitely think we're obviously going to get another Vader Obi Wan fight. Right. And I think that one's going to be more of what people are hoping for. Obviously, a lot of people didn't didn't kind of left were left with from this one. Oh, that's what we're getting for Obi Wan Vader fight. Yeah, you know, I think we're gonna get another one. I think it's gonna be better. I think it's gonna be more Obi Wan being more Obi Wan-y. Yeah. <laughs> um. And it's actually going to put up a fight, and obviously he's going to win somehow. And then, so Reva has Leia right now, so somehow she's going to have to get, they're going to have to get Leia and get her back to Alderaan. I don't really know where they go further with that storyline with, with Leia. I also wonder how that's going to, I wonder if Vader knows, will know that Reva has Leia, or if Reva's going to kill that. That's the close. thing, I think they... I can't kind of think that Vader can't know that. I know. I feel the same way. Uh, because if he gets anywhere near Leia, he should maybe be able to sense that. Well, he doesn't. He's he's around Leia in Episode Four. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I guess he could know, but this the closer they get, the more close it comes to breaking canon. If they, I think I think it'd be I think they probably should stay away from that too. Yeah. Just because it would be weird too. I mean, that would just say a lot about the Organa family to Vader that Leia's being rescued by Obi Wan. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they'll do with that. I don't know where they're going with that. That that is. I just don't know exactly where they're going with it just yet, or how they're gonna play that. From here, yeah. From here, I really don't know where they're gonna go. Yeah. And they can go any direction at this point. I'm very excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Tomorrow. I want Cal Kestis. <laughs> I wonder if there are going to be any more like really crazy appearances of characters, you know, um, like old some old Jedi or something like that. Because that, that's another thing they could do. He could run into an old Jedi friend. It's true. Um, and that could help him rediscover, you know, his his like Jedi skills and everything. I would. So. It, they've already mentioned Quinlan Voss. I would not be surprised right. if he got thrown in there. Because they know each other in the Clone Wars show, they they know each other. Right, right. So, yeah, Yoda probably won't show Yoda. I don't think they should. No, but they shouldn't show Yoda. Yeah, Yoda needs to stay on Dagobah and be a hermit. That's right. You got, he's got to become more and more of a crazy old coop. Old, old what? Coop. Oh yeah. Kook. I meant kook, but I said coop. Coop. Coon. Raccoon. Coon. What? <laughs> Well, I think we may be out of thoughts for now. We'll get more. We we'll, might we, we might have to do more than just one more episode on this too. Yeah, 
we'll probably have to talk because it was I, I didn't even realize how much we were gonna talk about I just three episodes oh man three episodes it's just a lot it was a lot like know. I feel like there's so much more we could talk about I think we're gonna I'm gonna have to rewatch all all three of them well our next episode we can kind of recap a little bit uh, leading up to that episode four and then because I think when the way it's gonna end up going episode six will be coming out after our next episode so we'll have our two so we'll have like four and five episode four and five to talk about and then the finale and another one so i'm excited we'll be back thank you for listening thank you very much this has been the bridge two podcast a far 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 away away bridge. bridge Oh my.